the Indian startup sector has been on a roller coaster, especially over the past couple of years. From buzzing valuations and unicorn sightings to down rounds and layoffs, the sector has touched dizzying heights and has also seen the sickening downslides. Amidst all this, one factor that has been key in the startup story is an otherwise dull-sounding term, ESOP, or Employee Stock Ownership Plan. ESOPs are stock options meant for the company's employees to give them some ownership and hence some skin in the game. And the promise of huge jumps in valuations of these stocks attracted top-tier talent to these young companies, with senior executives even switching from plus jobs at larger MNCs. But while several startup employees made big bucks thanks to ESOPs, many others have found these stock options to be underwhelming as the valuations of the startups have become increasingly volatile and many companies have hardly even given employees the chance to sell these ESOPs back and create wealth. In this episode of The Morning Brief, my colleague Prachi Varma and I talk to employees who have had different experiences with ESOPs. So I had two plans, you know, A, I wanted to, you know, book a house for myself in Bangalore and two, I wanted to own a bigger car. <laughs> so I think both of them have, you know, kind of been taken care of as part of the buyback. So I could actually, you know, invest a decent amount of money in both of these things. All the employees get nothing. So there was a zero value, like a piece of paper, and there were a lot of resentment. The employees are very, very unhappy. We also get some industry perspective from Cullen H, who is Vice President for Talent at venture capital firm Elevation Capital. It's Thursday, the 28th of September. I'm your host, Mukda Warrior from ET Prime, and you're listening to ESOP Fables, Risks and Rewards. Before we go further, let's take a quick crash course on ESOPs. An employee stock option is essentially a contract that gives the employee the right to buy some stock of the company at an agreed-upon price and date. When the employee buys the stock, which is usually at a discount of the prevailing fair market value, it is known as exercising the ESOPs. Companies also occasionally conduct buyback programs, thus giving employees the chance to sell some of their ESOPs back to the company. But only a certain portion of shares are available for the employee to buy at specific time intervals, otherwise known as a vesting period. As per a recent report by Elevation Capital, based on a survey of around 200 startups, 80% of companies have a vesting cycle of four years while the remaining have a vesting period that extends beyond four years. Usually, each year, about 20-25% to of ESOPs are vested, which means that they are available to be bought by the employee. This, in a way, is also meant to keep the employee in the company for a certain number of years before they can exercise all their stock options. Over recent years, the ESOP component has come to make up a significant part of the compensation to employees. As per the report I cited earlier, ESOPs typically constitute 10-50% to 50% of the cash component for employees in entry to mid-level roles. 
The report also says that the acceptance rate of ESOPs is higher at senior levels, at around 80%. But among entry to mid-level employees, less than 50% view ESOPs favorably. But even as ESOPs have been a promising tool for wealth creation among employees, this can only happen when the company continues to grow in valuation. If, on the other hand, the valuation falls, the same ESOPs could be worthless. Another important factor in all this is whether companies regularly buy back shares from employees. As per recent data compiled by media platform Entracker, more than 80 startups had bought back ESOPs worth $1.45 billion since 2020. However, the report also says that 80% of the total buybacks were done by just 20% of the startups. And Flipkart alone accounted for more than 50% of the entire buyback. While Flipkart has been among the leaders in wealth creation for employees, over recent years, several companies such as Paytm, Swiggy, Ola, Razorpay and others have done large buybacks. What is encouraging is that even early-stage startups are buying back ESOPs. Here's Shankar Krishnamurti, a senior executive at matrimonial services app BetterHalf, who was able to cash out some of his ESOPs during the company's recent buyback. I'm Shankar. I am currently working as an Associate Director of Product Management uh, at Beta. I've been part of uh, both these of buybacks that have happened uh, over the past couple of years. So what part of your compensation was uh, tied up in the ESOPs? For the cash component, 1 to 1.5x of that component is given as the ESOPs. At this stage of the company, that's how it works. For example, you know, let's say if someone is earning 20 lakhs, so, you know, 20 to 25 lakh would be uh, the ESOPs as well. And ESOPs were given to everybody or to senior folks in your company? Anyone from, you know, mid to senior level is usually offered ESOPs. But now I think, you know, even if someone is, let's say, three-year experience to, you know, anyone senior, let's say, eight to ten-year experience are granted ESOPs. Shankar, is quite surprising that BetterHalf did ESOP buybacks pretty early, right? Given that a lot of startups wait for at least Series B, Series C before they do uh, buybacks. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the primary purpose of ESOPs, uh, you know, if you talk about uh, all the companies, it is to actually give long-term value, you know, in terms of wealth creation to the employee. You cannot actually create wealth just by earning yourself. So ESOPs are, uh, you know, a person, you know, who is kind of committed to the company. And uh, while you talk about the talent attraction part as well, right? It makes all the more sense uh, if you offer ESOPs. It's a long-term thing. People kind of invest more of themselves into the company and they're more invested in their work, right? So that, that also builds a long-term association with the company. And, you know, the employees are rewarded with the buybacks that happen, you know, let's say every 12 to 18 months. That's how it works in our case. So not many companies actually uh, do the buybacks. So question is, uh, how did better have, like Mukda was also asking, even before the mature investment funding rounds. How did it uh, happen here? When we offer ESOP, so the company has to, you know, kind of create some value for the employees. So basically, the buyback, you know, that BetterHalf uh, has done, it, you know, it's kind of an, you can say it's an internal buyback that we do, right? So whatever shares are granted to the employees, they get an opportunity every 12 to 18 months to actually, you know, kind of sell them off to the company and, you know, kind of uh, get their reward, their wealth in return. So, Shankar, what kind of jump in value did you see when you sold some of your ESOPs? So, I have been there since the past three and a half years. Almost the valuation grew by 10x. So, it's almost, 
you know 10 times the value that i was you know when i joined and now that i am in so yeah you can actually take that number uh, okay. as a bond so have these two rounds uh, you know kind of increased the confidence in you uh, shankar as an employee of uh, this company and your stickiness factor is like going up because uh, it, it's the second time it's happened and like you said it's a 10x increase so how is it for you personally yeah so personally it has been uh, very rewarding about say so of course you know a lot of my personal commitments and aspirations you know i could uh, that i afford has foreseen a uh, couple of years back so i think you know i could actually achieve them with this and then when when this kind of thing happens right uh, you are part of the company since more than 3 years you you know kind of given almost everything to the company so you feel very proud of yourself as well you know when you get rewarded you know of course the appreciation and the other recognitions are always there the promotions that happen every year you know as per the performance so that all that is already there but when you get a very good amount of monetary value out of it right so it it kind of sums up the entire experience it actually motivates you to do much much more as you move ahead it could be a nosy kind of a question how did you or how are you using the money so i had two plans you know a i wanted to you know book a house for myself in bangalore and two i wanted to own a bigger car <laughs> so i think both of them have you know kind of uh, been taken care of as part of the buyback so i could actually you know invest a decent amount of money in both of these things a house and a bigger car shankar's experience illustrates the potential of esops to help everyone involved in a high growth startup to create wealth but this has not been the story for many others and especially in a year such as this when there's funding uncertainty and as companies face down rounds esops can become a tricky proposition for many employees here's ashu malotra a veteran in human resources and currently the chief hr officer at financial consultancy firm rnm india but some years ago ashu was a senior executive at e-commerce company jabong He had left a plush corporate job to work with Jabong at the beginning of the e-commerce wave, though a large portion of his payout was in e-shops. And it all came crashing down when Jabong, which was once valued at over $500 million, was sold to Mintra for just $70 million in 2016. I was the India subcontinent head for Nokia and I joined Jabong as the founding member. the reason was that i saw a chance to create a world okay and uh, as we started the company grew very fast we tested roughly around 800 million dollars at one point of time and we attracted a lot of talent with a promise that you all can create a lot of wealth and we were on track but eventually it happened that there was a big meltdown in e-commerce space fundings were not coming there were no buyers and we were you know burning lot of money so the whole concept of esops with which we are trying to talent got bust at that point of time lot of competition came into play like amazon flipkart snapdeal you know there was a lot of cash burn and our investors they said that okay guys we show us the profitability and the funding was stopped in the peak up around 800 million dollars with eventually sell off the business at 70 billion dollars and all the employees get nothing so there was a zero value like a piece of paper and there were a lot of resentment the employees were very very unhappy and that was my first foray first 
test of reality that ESOPs needs to be done properly. And if not done properly and the company is not well-funded and they don't have a solid business model, it's just a piece of paper. And at that point of time, we have talent from IITs and IMs, great talent. And they felt cheated. And also they got the learning that, you know, they need not to be lured by that ESOPs. They have to do their homework. That what does it mean? What is the chances of this ESOPs getting converted to money? How sound is the business? You know, how well-funded they are. Who are the investors, the quality of investors who are backing the business? Or the type of team they have? So there are a lot of factors uh, which goes into play uh, when you join an e-com or any startup at this point of time. People have really matured. So we hear of phenomenal talent getting picked up even now and it goes to a crore or even beyond. How much is uh, ESOP part of that pay package, the total pay package? At the top level, at the uh, board level or CXO level, the quantum on ESOPs is high. It's called as variable component of the compensation. is around 30%. If you take a ballpark as one crore, 30 lakh, 35 lakh is generally in the form of, you know, ESOPs. Okay, as you go down, it goes down because people at the entry level or the middle level, they want more cash in hand, right? Because the salary part is very, very low at that level. So it generally goes down as you go down in the hierarchy. But the top level is around 30, 35% of the compensation. Asho, could you tell us if Jabong did any kind of ESOP buybacks? There is a framework under which buyback happens. So take a case that, you know, you have qualified in terms of vesting period, but the value of ESOP is judged. So what are you going to do with that? Me personally had crossed the vesting time, but the value of ESOP, uh, because of meltdown in terms of profitability, in terms of funding, in terms of a lot of issues around, the value of that ESOP that was given to me, number of ESOPs was zero. So I got nothing. So based on your experience, Ashu, what would be your advice to employees who are looking to join startups? And how should they evaluate and approach ESOPs? The whole startup ecosystem has gone for huge change. The funding pattern has changed, as I explained to you last time, that whenever any investor comes into play to look at the quality of team they have, management team they have, to what extent they have taken their business up to. That means they don't give any funding on pilot. They see that the company has come to a stage where it's a sustainable business. They look at profitability. So before they fund you, they do their due diligence. So any employee who has to join any company who is uh, proposing to give you a SOP, so look at the quality of the business and the number of years they have spent, uh, customer base they have, are they making huge losses, quality of investor, the CEO's, uh, you know, credential, the, the, the CXO team uh, credential. All this thing you look at, then you join a company and look at their ASAP program, ask for the various premise on which they have designed their ASAP program, vesting period, uh, how they arrive at the value of their ASAPs, what are the assumptions they have taken, chances of converting that ASAP into money, and look at the past record, have they really done the buyback, at what price they have done the buyback, 
So all those homeworks people are doing it. So what trends are you seeing currently when it comes to ESOPs? Is it still a strong tool to attract talent? And are employees looking at it differently now? The whole fad of giving ESOPs has really gone down. Now, as, as you look at the whole startup ecosystem, uh, it has people have become very prudent. Either they go for swift equity, let's just say, guys, I need to have partnership, give me 3% stake. But ESOPs, people have been fooled around across the spectrum, across the organizations, and people have really believed in ESOP system. Until unless, example, case in point is Flipkart, because that's backed by Walmart, or great organizations who have good ethical values. But ESOPs have been used as a tool to fool employees around, and people have very, very bad experience around it. Employees are becoming very prudent, and they want to accept, you know, ESOPs in organizations where they believe that they have chance. And also organizations, they when they come out with the program, they come out with the program on a very solid premise and a business model. So it must be difficult attracting talent in this current scenario where ESOPs are losing their value. So the, on, on part of organization, the fixed component has gone up. And they come up with different plans. They have variable pay programs. It's not a soft based on performance. They have the equity program, uh, performance bonus program. A sub program has lost sheen. While Ashu says that ESOPs have lost their sheen, many in the industry believe that it's still a tool with a lot of opportunity. Cullen Edge of Elevation Capital cites the firm's report on startup compensation trends, which highlights encouraging trends around ESOPs. Kalan, thank you so much for joining us. And if you can talk to us about how employees are looking at ESOPs in this current environment and whether they are seeking any changes in ESOP allocation in terms of the weightage of ESOPs in overall compensation. If you look at the trend, is is quite encouraging. If you look at fundamentally the number of people or employees in terms of really believing in equity or there's a fundamental cultural shift with respect to the equity or an ESOPs component significantly increased in the last four to five years. If you typically look at the numbers, almost all like at a, at a lateral level, when we say lateral, it's just mostly we talk about mid to junior talent, wherein like it is increased up to like a 50%. Earlier, it was somewhere around like 10 to 20% of the overall pool, essentially believing in the equity pool or a concept of an equity, right? And at leadership level, if you look at essentially it has almost as high as like close to like 70 to 80%, which is a significant jump. So why this change is essentially if you look at, there's like a fundamentally, if you look at more liquidation events in the last four or five years, there's more buyback is happening, more possible merger and acquisitions are bound to happen, right? Which has already happened. So that's the reason you see there's a fundamental shift with respect to the way employees or entire stakeholders looking at the equity as a, as a viable option at this point. You know, you talked about buybacks and definitely we have seen a lot of liquidation events in the last several years. But is that trend continuing this year as well, Kalan? Are there as many buybacks and are employees getting the option to actually create wealth? See, essentially, if you look at it, these are cycles. Like if you look at market and then the conventional wisdom says, generally the buybacks or any sort of liquidation events, right? Generally happens when when the market is really kind of doing well, right? And the market is like at its peak or it's really doing well. As you know, right now, there's a relatively like a macro variation at this moment. Obviously, you'll see less of a relatively less buyback events, less of a like a liquidation events. But I think these are like a short-term cycle. So these are cycles 
uh, typically happens between 12 to 18 months and then eventually things will come back to normalcy and we'll see again the more and more liquidations event happening and people showing a lot more interest with respect to the ESOPs. ESOPs is still a very attractive tool for startups to attract talent, especially at, you know, the very senior levels are people still, say, leaving their high-paying jobs at MNCs, etc. and moving to startups based on, you know, the ESOPs? Certainly the number has gone down, but there is still significant set of uh, individuals are still willing to kind of take a chance with startups and essentially bet on the equity component. Okay. But given the fact that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, just that the startup valuations this year have come under question, right? There, there could be down rounds, there could be value corrections. And that would mean that for a lot of employees who are holding ESOPs, you know, they could end up with much less than what they would have otherwise expected. So is there any concern around that? A typical vesting cycle for the ESOPs is typically from minimum three years and above. Okay. If you look at the 70% of the companies have a vesting cycle of most around around four years. I don't think so. Like, like people are right, right now looking at, okay, there's a one year, we, we are witnessing this macro variation, a change in the valuation and all. I don't think so. that's going to deter in terms of the way individuals are looking at the equity component, right? So these are fluctuations that keep on happening, right? But I think people look at at a certain stipulated time period. They look at, employees will look at, okay, I'm going to spend next two years, three years, or a four years kind of time frame. During that time frame, how that company is going to grow, how the valuation really fluctuate, that's probably going to be the right, right data point to look at. Yes, and obviously in the immediate term, people look at, hey, valuations are down. What will happen to my equity and all of that? Yes, these are certainly uh, concerns. But if you look at the long-term point of view, uh, I think things will come back to relative normals. So, Kalan, what would be your piece of advice for both companies and employees in, in terms of how companies can be more transparent about their policy, build more trust in ESOPs? And for employees, what should they really keep in mind? Essentially, there are certain pool of employee don't really, really not keen to cut up and have an inequity. I think they are relatively less interested. Maybe a leadership level, people are more keen to have an inequity versus, versus a relatively entry-level talent, right? I think companies have to make sure that essentially like sell effectively the concept of an ESOPs across the levels, not just limiting to a certain level. So the organizations make sure that, okay, why they have to have an inequity, whether you're an entry-level employee or a mid-level or a senior level, right? And the second part, clarity of vesting, right? And many times there's a lack of a clarity whether my equity is going to vest in three years or two years or five years. What is the percentage of equity is going to invest? And I think these two important elements other companies have to kind of follow. Then as of when an organization grows to the next level, they go to various stages, if possible, if certain percentage of the vested equity can be bought back by the, the employer, that's certainly going to increase the confidence within the employees, right? The fourth important point is like at some point of time, employee leaves. Let's say like you have a four-year vesting, somebody leaves after two years or three years, right? There is a something called exercise period post-living. Some companies have, okay, you have to exercise the equity in less than six months. Some would have a less than two years, right? I think you can make it slightly a broader horizon, right? Like, okay, post-living, anywhere between two to five years, you can hold on to that equity and then post that, you can kind of an exercise. Right. Given that there have been so many layoffs over the past year or more than that, what happens then to the ESOPs that the employees hold? Let's take an example. You have, you have a four-year vesting. You have spent two years. Your 50% of the, the equity is vested. So then 
there are companies have a very specific exercise period. Before the exercise period, you have to exercise. And that's where I think I was emphasizing if the companies can have a longer exercise period, so it's good for employees so that uh, the employees can carry on with the equity as long as is possible. Right, right, Talib. And one point which is interesting in your report is that you're saying companies are exploring giving additional equity grants. Exactly. Given that, you know, cash increments were kind of muted. Can you just talk to us about that? Mukta, as you know, this year, largely across the levels, barring few pockets, we have seen mostly the inflation-led cash increments. Given that, companies obviously need to make sure that they have a larger incentivization people to stick around with the company and then make sure that attrition is at a minimum level. And I think companies are essentially looking at additional grants, right? I think both at a leadership level as well as at a lateral level talent. I think that there's an additional grant. Individuals already have a, a, the ESOPs with them. Plus, additionally, for this year, they're given a new grant, which will be vested for the next three to four year cut of a time frame. There's a, a significant development. Of course, the trend has been largely with the leadership talent. But even in certain pockets, around 20-30% of the companies even looked at it at a lateral level allocating a new grant, new ESOPs grants. ESOPs have risk as much as they have the promise of creating exponential wealth. Tax complexities also come into the picture due to the twofold taxation for employees on ESOPs. One at the time of exercise and then at the time of sale. But ESOPs will continue to very much be part of the startup story as long as they are a win-win proposition for all. And as employees get more prudent on what they get on the table with ESOPs, and as startups mature, ESOP policies are set to evolve as well. That's all in this episode. I'm Mukdha Warrior and you're listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Sumit Pandey and sound editor Indranil Bhattacharji. Executive producers are Anupriya Nair, Anirban Chaudhary and Arijit Barman. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, do share it on your social media networks. A new episode of the Morning Brief podcast drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. It streams on Amazon Prime Music, Jio Savan, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and of course on ET's own audio platform, ET Play. Have a great week ahead.